Welcome to the Chase Merrill Podcast. I am your host, Chase Merrill, and we are all about helping people get freed up from what's holding them back so they can build up who they were made to be. In today's conversation, I have my friend Jeremy Buendia with me. Jeremy is a four-time Mr. Olympia champion and is currently in a prep five weeks out from going after his fifth title of men's physique in the Mr. Olympia competition. And I'll tell you what, this dude is dialed in as he's getting ready for that attempt. And he's a friend from high school, but beyond that, he's somebody that I've watched over the years uh, embrace whatever life has brought, whatever he's walked into, and processed how to continue to step into being the man that he was made to be, overcoming so many different things and i'm so thankful for this conversation his authenticity his vulnerability his humility and uh just the the way that the lord has moved in his life and transformed who he is into who he is today the husband the father the friend and yeah the one of the best physiques in the world this is an amazing conversation that uh, i know you are going to be so encouraged inspired and challenged by can't wait for you to take a listen If you want to help us continue to make an impact with this podcast week in and week out, consider joining our new Patreon community. For as little as a cup of coffee a month, you can be a part of helping us get the message and mission of the podcast out to more people more effectively. This is a way that we can come together as a community and you'll get access to behind the scenes stuff, additional resources and content and so much more for just as little as $5 a month. You can head over to chasemerrill.com and click Patreon to jump in and get started. Now let's jump into today's conversation. Well, welcome to the Chase Merrill Podcast. I'm here today with my friend, Jeremy Buendia. Jeremy, what up, man? What's going on, bro? It's been, it's been a while since we've spoken, and I don't know how long it's been since I've seen you, but glad to, glad to, glad to do this. Yeah, man. It's It's been a minute. Uh, I'm so thankful for your willingness to jump on and, and, and be a part of this 52 project uh with with me this podcast i've been journeying uh you're you're gonna be episode 40 of 52 uh when it comes to the 52 people that uh i have had on my list that have made an impact on my life to be able to be a part of this project and and you're one of them bro and uh so for for the people that have been a part of this and listening um that some will have any have an idea of who you are some will have no idea uh based on some of the audience that i know is a part of this but uh, will you just take a second and like introduce yourself, just context for like, who, who is Jeremy Buendia, maybe in a nutshell? I know that's probably a pretty broad question to be able to identify in a nutshell, but <laughs> like, wh- wh- where are you at? What are you doing in life? Who you're connected to when it comes to, you know, family, if you're married, et cetera, for yeah, people yeah. that don't, don't know you? Well, I went to high school with Chase. Um, I'm 33, be 33 years old next month. Dude. We're getting, we're getting old, man. <laughs> 15 years out of high school already. It's, it's, it's gone by quick, man. Oh my Shoot. gosh. I still uh, actually uh, I moved back to uh, Rockland. I lived right down the street from Whitney High School. Let's go. So we moved back. I was in Southern California for like six or seven years with um, my wife and I, who actually went to high school with us. Stacy yeah. and I got married, and uh, we have a little girl. She's two and a half, and uh, we moved, we moved back up here to Rockland, and um, we got all our family up here. So that was a big reason why we're we're here. We wanted our daughter to have family around her. You know, it's, yeah. it's one of the most important things. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, most people know me for um, bodybuilding. I was a four-time Mr. Olympia in men's physique division. Um, I have been retired for five years, actually, and I'm making my comeback this year. So it's uh, it's been a quiet journey. I've had a lot of ups and downs the past four years. And, you know, to be back in the position I'm in right now, man, you have sitting before you. And um, it's, just, it's just a big transformation that, you know, God's done in my life. 
over the past two years and all the, the you know, the tough times I've gone through and how now looking back on and really understanding, you know, what he was doing in my life at the time. And it's just been amazing to see even the transformation I'm making through this prep, you know, it's God's been by my, by my side this whole time. And that's what's gotten me through. And that's what made it one of my smoothest preps and what's leading me to what ultimately be my best physique. And, um, you know, it's just, it's exciting. We got a lot of amazing things I'm looking forward to. And, you know, he's just blessed me in a lot of ways and um, brought me back from a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there, the journey that I've watched from afar since, since high school, you graduated a year before me, you, you know, mm-hmm. you were, you were technically the first graduating class from Whitney high school. If I don't, if I remember right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, just insane to see the journey that you've walked out, you know, like you alluded to over the last, you know, is it, gosh, 2008, so 15, is it really 15 years? Oh my God. I graduated 2008, man. (laughs) I feel, 20 years coming up, bro. (laughs) That feels, that feels gross old. Like, I don't know why, but listen, so part of that first year I came into, I came into Whitney High School freshman, uh, freshman football. I'd played football for a few years before moving into the Rockland area, but there was a, there was a, a murmuring around this dude named Jeremy Buendia and I had played RJT football a little bit my you know some of those guys out there that are a part of that year you're younger than you but wasn't until getting into the Whitney Wildcat program my freshman year as you were a sophomore first football of the history of Whitney uh Wildcats where we did that's where I kind that's where I got to know you and that that world is starting it and you just had this like dominating intimidating presence about you as a football player I'll, I'll never forget it I feel like you had some form of pad like it was like the yeah, neck, neck roll. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So on top of your already physique, which definitely transformed from football <laughs> to where it is now, but even still as a sophomore in high school, you were a freaking tank. And I'll never forget, dude, there was a moment where we combined practices. You, you'll never probably remember this because you were the one delivering the, the hit, but, <laughs> but we did some combined freshman and JV, you know, practice with coach Hunter and, and Jimenez and all yeah. that. And we yeah. got we got lined up on a drill, and I like I I did not want to I did not want to do it, but I knew I had to. <laughs> all of my all of my pride was like you ha- you have to you don't get to walk away from this, but I remember I remember greatly regretting the fact that I had got paired up with with Jeremy Bundy. <laughs> that, that but so so that's where it started. But man, part of high school was you had so much passion for life. Like you you didn't do a lot of things like half ass you didn't do a lot of things halfway it was like you believed in something you had a lot of conviction um you had you had a little bit of that like um you know uh i don't know if you could call it like like justified confidence slash swag like you were like you you brought that to the table some people call it cocky (laughs) sure okay so yeah it's a penny right but but it was it was there and and it was a presence and um, and man, I, I, there was even a moment where, yeah, I, I remember just how you, you cared for the people that you cared for in a way that was like, I got, I got you, I got your back. And, um, and there was just sometimes with Riley Silva and some of these guys I'm remembering. Were you there? I, I was there, bro. Oh man. <laughs> all that, all that, here's what I'm, my takeaway was, um, this guy, this guy's willing to, to, to be there for the people he, he cares about. And so that was part of what said it. And then uh you know kind of throughout some of my years of just trying to figure out who i was there was this 
there was this piece about Jesus that came in and kind of threw up and down throughout that high school a little bit out where yeah. you, uh, you know, I don't know what your, your history with that world was, but you were one of the guys that when I would talk about that world for me, you, you had a clue what I was talking about. Like some of them were like no idea. And you were, you were able to have those conversations with me that were pretty meaningful. And like, I recognize, Oh, this dude's got something in him. That's more than just football. It's more than just, ladies like you you had some you were an attractive strong dude s still are obviously but that the, there was more in you that you even recognized from from an earlier age and that was even really before the bodybuilding world began you know began happening but um but that was something that began to connect you know you and i and um the one last piece before we just kind of went different ways locationally was uh i was engaged to be married and I wasn't in my honeymoon, L, they call it LGN, look good naked diet. Yeah, I wasn't in yeah. my honeymoon shape. I had just seen you start to do some kind of personal training. That's right. And yeah. it was like a four week package or like a six week package. <laughs> and I was like, this dude's, this dude's going to help me be ready for my honeymoon. So uh, I, I remember for my physical fitness journey, be, being one of your uh, I, don't, I don't know how much you had started at that point, but drove down to like Citrus Heights or somewhere orange yeah, yeah. and, and worked out with you and threw up right. my guts out like one or the first or second session because I, you did good though. You made a good <laughs> transformation. I did. I, I did. Yeah. I did, bro. Yeah. And so that even just, man, this is, if I want to take my physical fitness seriously, that was the first time I ever even entertained the thought of like, I need somebody in my corner that's able to help. How, how to old were you? How old were you? You'd have been like uh, 19? Yeah, 19, 19, yeah. almost 20, okay. I think, because you were you were just, you know, yeah, you're a year ahead of me. So you were just, yeah. I, I don't think you had the, the the bodybuilding world hadn't hadn't really happened yet. I mean, I think you had competed. I had done a little some bit. shows, yeah, 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 but I, I didn't turn pro yet. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but part of what that world was like, oh, this is a this needs to become a part of my life, having somebody that's able to push me in a way that is actually going to help me get results. That's where that started in my world. So, so will you take me and for those listening, um, you, your, your career exploded pretty quickly as you stepped yeah. into that professional bodybuilding world. What, yeah. what was that jump like when you, when you stepped in and, and you went from the amateur level to the pro level and you really began to see that stuff take off? Well, yeah, I mean, men's physique was a new division in um, the IFBB, which is the organization I compete in. And it's the same organization that Arnold competed in. So it's a new division. It's not necessarily bodybuilding. It's a little bit more smaller, slender, smaller guys. And we're wearing board shorts on stage. We're not really showing off our legs too much. I got legs. <laughs> but anyways. Yeah, um, <laughs> But yeah, so, I mean, that that's that's the basis of the of, of what I do. For, what was the question? I'm sorry. Yeah. Just the, the, the explosion into like, oh, how, mean, to, how to grow so quickly. Yeah. yeah. You... So yeah, I was, I was the first, basically I did the first men's physique Olympia and I won the second one. So the sport was really new and it had a lot of international attraction. Everybody was just starting to get familiar with it. And I was on top of the sport. I won four years in a row. So I, I built a huge, you know, following on social media you know, fitness was just getting big on Instagram around that time. Yeah. And I got in early on Instagram and I had blown up my, my social media following. And, you know, ultimately that's what's helped a lot in regards to like 
my international exposure, my reach is the social media following, you know, winning the, the Olympia titles was, was a huge accomplishment. And that's what got me the exposure, but um, it's just the reach and what I'm able to do um, and who I'm able to get, you know, reach and help inspire, whatever it is that I, I do, you know, for anyone around the world, I have friends all over the world. I've traveled all over the world. It's just, it's been incredible to be honest. You know, I did a lot in my twenties and life's changed for a lot in my thirties now. And now that I'm getting back into the sport again, it's like, it's going to be a lot different this time around. Yeah. Yeah. You, you experienced that, that, that success when that, when that, when that first title came and, and then it just, man, it just snowballed, right? Like you mentioned three, three more after that. So four in a row, um, and probably would have been five had it not been for a, a significant injury that you had to kind of overcome. Um, but what I think about is, the you know the the way that you had to begin to navigate the scale i think about not only from the social media you know presence and the success and the but the pressure and the how to to take that uh, success and and not not only monetize it but turn it into something that could begin to provide for you and your family far beyond what just the immediate like what what was that thing for you when you thought about the the business and the like oh shoot this is bigger than just a, a hot flash in the pan. This could be about my future life here. How, how did you go from just, I'm, I'm killing it in the gym and putting the, the package together for this to gear shifting into like the, the thinking about the business side of it and how to, to, to make the most of that while you were in the middle of it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it was, it, it's the money's, the money's not going to last forever doing what I do. Sure. You know, so that I'm supplied a bunch of sponsorships and endorsement deals. Yeah, I have my other businesses like online coaching and I do, uh, I have ebooks e and stuff like that. I had a clothing company. You know, I, I had a lot of things before and had bad business relationships and partners, you know, certain businesses and things went under. And, you know, I went through a time when I lost all my sponsorships and, you know, I didn't have anything. I had everything to fall back on. You know, my physique is what I had to fall back on. And that's something I've been wrestling with for a long time is, you know, what I'm, what I'm doing isn't uh, sustainable. You know, it's not going to last forever. So trying to figure out what's next or how I'm going to be able to still have a business without having to have one of the best physiques in the world, because what I do right now is hard. It's hard on the body and it's stressful and it's, it, it takes away from a lot. Yeah. You know, it's, I can't live a normal life because I got to make sure I'm eating food every two hours. So I don't do normal things. I hang out around the house so I can eat. So, right. you know, I, I, a lot of thoughts been going into that. And, you know, during those four years that I went through, you know, I had a, <clears throat> I've left the bodybuilding industry and like kind of just like trashed everything that I built. And it was really hard. I went through a lot of different things and, you know, basically I became almost hated in our sport and on social media and that lasted for years. And uh, it wasn't until, you know, recently, you know, where I started to do my YouTube again and trying to show people, not show people, but it's been posting people have been seeing yeah. how I've grown and changed and matured. And, you know, um, that's what's, you know, I've been focusing on is what's next after this. And I have a lot of plans, you know, my whole point of, Doing Olympia again was to rebuild everything that I needed to rebuild, get the relations back, let people see for me for who I am now. And it's going to be able to set me up for the things that I want to do. Some things are still in fitness. Some things are outside of fitness. I just want to kind of have my hands in a few different things, but not be 
you know, confined to what I'm doing right now, which won't last very much longer. And like I said, I'm kind of, it's kind of like you're a slave to the sport. This is is all I do. Yeah. The thing that I, people that know you, whether it's from high school or like where you are to this day in in the world that just getting to know you, it people, most people that have any chance of getting to know you or they, they have an opinion about you. There's, there's not a lot of neutral, uh, like they don't, you know, and so what you've, you have gone through a lot of that, like, um, the, the perceived negative or positive of who you are as, as a man, who you are in the, in the sport, et cetera. Uh, what, when I think about that, I think about even in the 15 years, 16, 17 that I've known you and there's two things that stand out and I'd love to see like even what your thoughts are and how this has changed over the years. You've been one, the, one of the things that stood out about you is your authenticity. Like you, you've always been a, a man that like, regardless of, of how whatever's received or not, like you're, you're going to communicate really what you feel, what you think. You're not going to try to be somebody you're not for anybody. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and but, so, yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's just, yeah, it's, I, it's, I, in other words, I didn't have much to filter. I just said what I, how I felt and I hurt sure. a lot of feelings. You know, so yeah. nowadays that I'm older, you know, I, I, I'm more conscious of, and more, you know, sure. other people's feelings and how they're, you know, I watch what I say and I gave people a, a reason not to like me. I'm not going to sit here and act like I did it. You know, looking back and watching my old videos from when I was in my early mid twenties and yeah, just even looking back and on the memories that I have and the way my thought processes were, my priorities were at, it's just, it's just different now. There comes a point where you, you just got to grow up. Yeah. I was talking to my wife earlier about this. You know, we have friends that are still doing things. They have, they're married, they have kids and they're still doing stuff they shouldn't be doing. And I was like, what, how old do you got to be until you realize, you know, you don't do bad stuff. Why? Because you just don't, Yeah. you know, the bad, bad stuff has consequences. You're, you, once you become an adult, you recognize those things and you know, there's two, you, you weigh out your, your risk versus reward. Totally. You know, it's just, it's things just change as you, as you mature. And, you know, I was just young, and I was living in the moment during that time. And, you know, I didn't care about really anybody but myself. I kind of was like, felt like I was the main character of this world. Sure. Just walking around thinking, you know, not thinking about anything else. It was just a game to me. Yeah. So that piece, which, which by the way, thanks, thanks for just your transparency and your vulnerability there. That piece that you just acknowledged of, of that maturity process that you've watched take place i think part of what i've seen is like your your ability to have those moments where you you've seen and recognized those things and then rather than completely deny or just like try to like pretend whatever nothing was said or has happened one of the things i think i have come to respect a lot about you jeremy is your ability to do what you just communicate what you just did which was hey i, I i've recognized this now since then and I, and I want to acknowledge that and, and communicate rather than try to pretend whatever, like it takes, a, it takes a man, it takes a bigger man, it takes a bigger woman when it comes to people that are willing to go, Hey, that, that wasn't whatever it wasn't, wasn't healthier. wasn't what I, what it could or should have been to be able to acknowledge and then move forward without just disappearing completely and saying, I'm too, I'm whatever, too embarrassed. I'm too prideful, whatever that that's something that I've watched to your point over the last couple of years, this maturing process that's come out of how, how even you've communicated through social media, which I know is not always, you know, everything, but, but you can tell, bro, there's something that, that really has shifted in the way 
you even carry yourself in your in your communication in your body language as you're talking to the camera as things are happening on instagram and your youtube etc where it's like no this is real like this isn't manufactured this isn't just jeremy trying to repair something of an image like you could tell like this is for real and i i I want to acknowledge that because i just don't think there's enough people in life that that do that and they're missing an opportunity to really help other people see like that's actually the route we should we should go well i mean dude it took a lot for me to to come into the realization of things that i i you know of where I'm at right now. You know, I went through years of of not feeling good enough of living in, you know, in guilt and living in anger. Um living with grudges. Yeah. And you know, it is it, it I I it's led me to nothing, dude. It really did. I I I I became powerless like of myself. And um that's one of, that's kind of why I chose to be a little more open with people during this process because it's not just about bodybuilding for me. Like I know there's a bigger plan, a bigger purpose for what I'm doing. You know, having as many followers as I have, like I've had them for a long time now. So it's like it's just a number to me. And still yeah. if you were to hang out with me in a room, you wouldn't be able to go, that guy's famous on Instagram. Not gonna get that for me. Yeah, but it's just you know I I I realize I've had my Olympia titles before, I've had the platform before. What did I do with it? What do I have to show for it? And you know, when I lost everything, the only thing that brought me back was reestablish my relationship from God. Like He's got me back on my feet so I can take the steps that I needed to help myself. Like that's the only way it's the only where I got my strength, dude. Like I tried everything else. I tried other routes. Like there was a point in time where like, I was like, God doesn't exist. He's not real anymore to me. I remember I had a phone call. My parents and they're like heartbroken. I can't believe my son doesn't believe in God. There's a writer in COVID time. But when I talk about like trying other things, like taking mushrooms and doing acid and stuff to try to have that spiritual encounter, yeah, I did it. We did that, and like, it was just dark, man. It brought me d- deeper and darker. And like, all these guys are like, "Oh, dude, you, you're gonna, you're gonna have a spiritual awakening." No, man. Like, but it's just like, it's just like, I feel like it's, it's the enemies. And the, the thing is, is, it's getting bigger, and more popular. More people, and more people are doing it. Yep, yep. And I feel like there, a lot of people are doing it because they want to have that spiritual encounter, that life changing moment. And it's, they're not going to get it that way. And like, they don't understand, like, that's the, that's like, it's the enemy, like this tricking you into thinking you see something that isn't God. Yeah. And I realized that when I was doing that stuff, like I got super depressed, like it got dark for a while. And, um, you know, it took a while for me, it, had, it took me like damn near hitting rock bottom. till I finally came back to God and that's when like, I was desperate for him. Yeah, is when like he started helping me, and it wasn't just like overnight. Like the process, dude. Yeah, and I'm still like I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm a perfect Christian because I'm far from it. Like I still am very young in my walk with God in my eyes. Yeah, you know I've been knowing God for a long time, but like developing a relationship, developing a relationship with Him, 
is something that's brand new. I've gone to church, man. I've done that since I was a kid. Right. But actually like having a relationship with God and, you know, being conscious of staying plugged in with him, you know, throughout my day is not just going to church on Sunday, but like waking up and, you know, I do cardio here in this back room. And I put my phone on, I watch Stephen Furtick in the mornings and I watch his like little 20 minute segments. And I watch usually do two of those in the morning. And then, you know, during the day, it's really easy to get distracted because I'm always at the gym or bodybuilding and doing all this stuff is always thinking about myself like all the time. So I've been trying to take time to break up my day and, you know, stop and slow down and pause and just get reconnected to God at night, you know, praying every night. I never prayed every single night, but I honestly pray every single night before bed. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> I actually do that now. Dude. Before, you know, it's, you know, it's just, it's, it's just, it's effort. Like it's, it's trying. And like, it's always been really hard for me because to feel something from God, because like I gave up so quick, if I didn't feel what I wanted to feel. Yeah. And it's like, even when I don't, cause like I'll feel his presence. Like when I needed him, I felt like his presence like instantly. Like, like he was there. I felt God, like I can, I can feel him. And then things started getting better. And like, I feel like he took his hand off me a little bit. Like, all right, you're good right now. And I'm sitting here like, I don't feel you the way I was feeling you before. Like, where are you? And I, you know, it's just, and I'm learning because usually that would, when I, when that happens, I would stray away and start doing things that, you know, I start feeling less, um, less accountable, I guess, you know, and I would start, uh, and I would slip just like all my previous Olympias. I'd always we start going back to church like eight weeks out. Like, yeah, I got to win this Olympia. I need you. I win the Olympia. Don't go to church again until eight weeks out, eight, week, eight weeks out again, you know? Yeah. And that's something that I've really been trying to, to focus on is, you know, praying to God, telling him like, God, I, I, if you bring this success back to me, like, I'm not going to stray away the way I did before. Like, I'm not going to act the way I acted. Like I want to, I really want to take my success and glorify your name with it. Like we have the platform, you've given it to me. People listen to me, people look up to me. And, you know, I feel, I just feel better when God's in my life. Yeah. It's all around. There's no, it's just what he's, it's been amazing, man. Dude, you just, you just preached, you just, you just preached a message like better than better than 90% of the preachers happening right now in in man I and what you also just described is what so many people um have have or are currently walking through there's some kind of understanding or connection to god or religion or church or whatever but the significant difference that you just identified about like the difference between just the knowledge of him going to church versus like investing in that actual daily relationship with a God who is really alive and like wanting to be present with you is a, it's totally, it's a totally different thing. And, um, and, and when I think about one of the things you mentioned was guilt and shame and how much that the enemy does use that to keep people from taking a step out of the dark hole that they're in to receive the hand that's extended down to them. That is the Lord when when for the person that might be listening that's in that space right that they're like i don't even know how to i can't go clean up what i've done people know me for this person they know me for what i've failed in or where i've messed up in like i the thought of me trying to to pursue god or experience him and then be that person to the people that have known me for not being that person i can't they just won't believe it it won't be who i am won't be believable and i'm I, I just, there's so much guilt and shame there. What would you, what would you tell that person? Like, what would you encourage them or challenge them with? Yeah. I, I mean, I've been there and, and I tried, 
the only real way of, to overcome that, man, is is to if you're feeling shame or guilt, you did something wrong in some way, and it's a character flaw on your behalf that you that that happened. You know, it's it's fixing that character flaw and you know actually living it and being it. And I feel like once you're able to do that, it, you don't got to really prove it to anybody else. It's like your actions. It's not going to be an instant thing. You're not. They're not just going to forgive you. You know, it's it's going to be gradual by showing your change of character. You know, they'll forgive you over time if that's if you're if you're seeking a, for, a, a forgiveness. You know, they will. But you know, if you if it's I don't know, it just depends on the situation. If it's yeah. to the public in the public eye, if it's something within your family, that's two different things. But if you, you know, if you're talking about something that's public. You know, that's that's my best advice in regards to that is, you know, be the be the change that, you know, you want, because if you're living in guilt and shame, you're, you're that's something that you don't want to carry. And the only way to prove that is by action to the public. They don't care about hearing the story. Oh, I've changed. They don't want to hear that. They want to see it. And that's it's been a process for me. Like and it's it's, it's funny because, you know, over the course of the last year, maybe back on social media consistently and posting and talking about my comeback oh man the first few months it was awful like just seeing the comments and how much how many people were just bringing up all the past again just trying to you know i just i didn't respond to you i put that in my past i've i've already dealt with that like i've i've gone through it all i put that to rest i'm beyond all that now yeah. so i didn't respond to you. i didn't engage in any of that and i just kept moving forward and kept showing people that i'm moving forward and then over time those comments started going away more and more of them the point now you can hardly go into my social media and see a bad comment because if you do leave a bad comment good luck because i got an yeah, army of people you got, that love me yeah people come and come that down, are gonna like, come and say so i don't gotta say out of anymore exactly yeah. and that's you know and that's only happened sorry as a bug that's only happened because of you know the patience that i've had with you know understanding it's a process yeah and and being able to be strong enough to handle the, the hate that i've gone through and just you know keep moving forward yeah you know and like i said i gave a lot of people a lot of reasons so the people for the people that that didn't like me that you know i'm it's not like i want them gone i want them i want i still want them around like not, not personally i'm talking about followers but, sure sure you know yeah would you for for the person that's like okay now just listen to this dude's journey he's experienced the high highs he taught, he said he's tried everything to, to find, you know, that deeper sense of fulfillment, purpose, satisfaction, whatever in those out of, out of this, out of me, spiritual experiences and didn't find it until he really had this collision with God in a, in a personal way. Like I know one of the biggest questions that I get and I see, and with the people that I still really care about in my life that I mean, I'm pastoring a church right now, but I'll, I, I'll never lose my eyes and heart for the people that aren't in this room and don't, don't care or get this stuff yet. Like that's, that's the whole, that's the whole point. I want to, I want to reach people that don't know Jesus yet. Right. But, but I hear the question of like, where do I even start? Like, how do I in t 2023, like, like, I don't know. I mean, most of the experiences maybe you've got with people that are connected to that world are you know, they, they are the kind of Sunday only Christian or they, they say they're one thing and they're not. And so yeah. there's maybe some apprehension to that world. Like how, how, what, is there anything you would help people go like, where, 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 how did you kind of start back? And like, whether it's, you know, you mentioned Stephen Furtick or were there some good people around you that brought you back? What did that look like for those that are like, where would I even start with that journey if I wanted to? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, 
where does it start? I mean, it, it starts with you. It starts with you reaching, you know, wanting to wanting to have a relationship with God. You know, it starts with it starts with praying. You know, I think that's where it begins. I think that's you know my best advice I've given to some of my buddies that have been asking and have come to know God over the last known Christ over the last you know years. You know, that was the biggest thing. It's like you just gotta pray, man. And you gotta mean it. You gotta really genuinely, you know, you, you want help, you gotta ask for it. Yeah, and you know, God has been answering prayers, especially for some of my friends. He has, and you know, when they they started when he started, I don't know. I don't want to say when he started answering prayers, they started believing because that's just that's not how it works. But sure, but but know, part um, part of them even probably like like a trying. You mentioned trying earlier. Like you got to try. Yeah, like I bet you that you even was a part of that kickstart for them to even to even yeah. try. You know, to see being significant. Would you? Yeah. Would you? Would you say? Let me gear shift in a little bit. I think about what I've gotten to watch that I again I, when I see it, man, the smile that I get on my face and in the like the joy I even feel in my heart when I see it. Watching you operate in the role as a husband and as a dad, like I I see a strength in those two roles that supersedes anything that you've ever brought to the Olympia platform. Talk yeah. talk talk to me a little bit about how that fathering fatherhood and being a husband has has impacted your journey and and who you are right now. Yeah, I mean, it's changed my life. I mean, since the moment Stacy and I have gotten back together, like, you know, she, she just has brought the best out of me. You know, she's helped me, uh, you know, just break down some of the bad habits I had before, helped me recognize a lot. And then especially when she got pregnant, man, it was it was just like, you know, she's she snapped into like growing up mode, mom mode real quick. Yeah. And, you know, I wasn't far behind, you know, we ended up getting married shortly after. Um, and, you know, it's just been a priority to have a solid family. We've both come from, you know, good families and both of our parents are still together. Which, which is so rare, by the way, like that's the yeah. fact that you got two families, like that's a, that's an anomaly nowadays, you know? Yeah. 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 And, you know, family is important to, to both of our families and, it's just we we want to do a good job with our daughter, and that was that's the biggest thing. Is like I have a kid now, I'm a husband now. You know, I need to be the best version of myself for, for them. They, I owe it to them. Yeah. And um, there's no there's no messing around anymore. Like I got a family. I'm not a kid. It's it's growing up mode. Yeah. It's, it's now. I don't want to be. I always told my buddies when I was like, why, they always asking me in my twenties, like, why are you working so hard? Why do you work so much? Why are you doing this? I, was like, I don't want to be asking myself, what am I going to do when I turn thirty? <laughs> and we're 30 we're 30 i come back home and you know yeah you know there's a lot of guys are still trying to figure it out and you know the same thing now i have a lot of questions i need to answer now and i don't before 40 gets here because i don't want to be asking myself those questions yeah that's a great you know, perspective yeah it's just you, we it's the time the time to grow up and the time to be the man that i want to be like when i when i grow up as a kid like you know you kind of think about what you're going to be as a man and, you know, I had a vision for what I wanted to be as a man and I wasn't doing those things in my mid late twenties. And, you know, what really kickstarted was getting married and having a kid. And that's when I was like, the time is now to be who you need to be. Yeah. Yeah. You you can see it too. I mean, you can see it coming out of you. It Again, it's not one of, not one of those things you're doing to like show some kind of side of you that you want the world to see it's who you are you could tell that you love your daughter you could tell yeah. you love stacy and you're you are wanting to grow more and more as a man and like you mentioned the best version of yourself for, for them in a way that is going to give them you know the healthiest version of you and man that 
I hope there's some young men that are out there that are maybe, maybe they're not married. Maybe they've got a kid or two or whatever, but they're still like, you kind of mentioned even having some friends that, you know, as, as do I, that like are like late, late bloomers in maturity, maybe in regards to like, they're still trying to do some things that they are holding on to from or they're those trying to, or they're trying to stay, or they're trying to stay young and do the things that they're doing their 20. Right. Yeah. Right. You know. And, and there's some that are in that place where they have, they have stepped into some kind of fatherhood role or, or, or husband or partner role. And I hope that they're seeing what the example that you're stepping into and setting, which is one that is going to be ultimately like when all of the Olympia stuff's done, when that, when this world of you being able to be successful, the way you've been able to over the last 15, 16 years, isn't a, a reality as much anymore. You're going to have a, a daughter and a wife who whether you get another medal or not are still going to look to you to, to, to be the, the dad or the husband that you have become and that kind of satisfaction and purpose. I mean, I haven't won any Olympia gold medals and I never will, but I can, I can attest to, to being a dad and a husband and go, good Lord, man. Like there's something about that. That's just deeper that I wish more young men would go. I need to, I need to get my butt in gear and like realize like, that's more worth it than whatever it is I think I'm trying to pursue to attain or pleasure I'm trying to experience or thing I'm trying to escape from. Um, and I think that's part of what plagues a lot of guys, especially in our generation, is that like they aren't willing to, to deal with what they need to deal with. And and to some of their credit, or to some of that point, they don't know really where to go to deal with it. They haven't had a lot of examples tell them, yo, I tried all this stuff. It didn't work. Something else is working though, and I'm telling you this this is for real. Um, I so I just hope guys hear this and see this because it's it's a it's significant, man. Significant. 100%. Uh, last kind of thing is we kind of wrap up the convo around for me this whole podcast thing, right? Um, has been helping wanting to help people get freed up from what's holding them back in life so they can build up who they were made to be. I, I, I don't know another person I could say in the same way in the last two years that I've watched that embodies that reality of, of whatever held you back. And I, that's part of the question I want to ask you is if, what, what do you feel like is something that you've been held back by that you've been freed up from to be who you were made to be now? I watched you really embody that to be where you are right now today like not a lot of people that I have around in my life. And, and that's so significant, but, but for you in this season, what is something you would say, man, just that wisdom drop of like, what, what has held you back? You feel like you've been freed up from to be built into who you were made to be. Give me, give me a piece of that. Man. I mean, anger, guilt, a lot of uh, shame, embarrassment, a lot of things, man. Um, just the way my mind was working, you know, the way I thought about things, my, um, even my actions to a certain point, you know, I, I held on to a lot of these things and felt a lot of guilt and shame that it was really, it was paralyzing for me. And, um, it's, 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 you gotta be able to, in order to change, you gotta be able to call yourself out on things. And honestly, like I, I made a list of things that, I didn't like about myself. And once I've figured out those things that I didn't like about myself, it started to help me understand maybe why the people didn't like me. So, you know, I started working on those things and, you know, being conscious of them and, you know, it's, 
it's just been a, a process of of changing my heart and changing the way I I look at things, my perspective. You know, I want to I want to be a, a good man. I want to I want to be a godly man. So like, I make a conscious effort every day to do the right thing. Like, and the temptations that I've had and the bad habits that I have had, you know, I still have some of them. Um, as far as habits, I'm trying to break, but the list has gotten smaller, and the temptations to do things have gotten less and less, and it's easier to say no. The th intrusive thoughts have gotten less and less. You know, all of, all of those things, they don't, your wants, my wants are different than I've been before. And it's not something like that. I, a lot of things like I thought about before was like, I had, I did things that I didn't want to give up because I liked them. Sure. But over time, like I started not liking those things as much. And it wasn't something that I was like consciously like thinking about, but it becoming a better closer to God, like you just stop wanting to do those things. Just, you just, you just don't want to anymore. It's not like I'm forcing myself to stop. It just gradually just becomes less appealing to me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of like what's happened is this, you know, I just, I don't know. I go to bed every night and, you know, I, I pray and I think I, I try to go, you know, I pray for forgiveness on the things I do. And sometimes I lay in bed and I'm like, oh, what did I do wrong today? Hmm. <laughs> I gotta think. I'm like, yeah, it's a pretty good day, man. You know, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's and it's nice because back in the day, I mean, I could go on and on and on and on about all the terrible things I did from the time I woke up to the time I went to sleep. Yeah, you know, and it's just, it's just, it's been, it's been, like I said, the consistency and the effort and and the one, the desire to have a relationship with God. Like I want that now, and I'm just saying it. Yeah, dude, that's. God, I love that. It's freaking it, bro. That 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 want, the wants and the desires transforming shows the greatest evidence to to what's actually happening and could happen in somebody's life because it's it's re religion in and of itself is just I I have to do what is right in order to appease the what God or whatever else the religious system. But when, when you really start to actually experience what you're talking about, it, your, your wants begin to change. Like your actual desires begin to be transformed into more of what, what God would want. And, and I see it happening in your life, bro. And I respect it so much. And I think what I'm, I think I'm most excited about outside of man, your, 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 your look, your physique is on point to a level that it, I don't know. I don't know what you would say about where it's at compared to where it's been in the previous, you know, four titles, but it feels like it's pretty darn close, if not better than what you were bringing. I mean, which is mind boggling to think about you at 33 and good, good Lord. So, but, yeah. but, but in that, in that way, man, just knowing that like your, 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 your platform, what God has given you and beyond all of that, like whether it all disappeared overnight or not, I can tell what's happening in you is real and is becoming more than enough for you. You don't, you don't have to get another Olympia title in order to right, beat somebody, yeah. uh, to have significance, purpose, um, to feel like you're, you've done enough. You could tell what's happened in you is, is a transformation of like, now you already, you already are enough, bro. God, God does love you beyond all of the stuff he has forgiven you. And, and you mentioned people over time, forgive you and forget or whatever, but you're not even living for that anymore. I can tell you, you're living from a place of forgiveness. You're, you're a forgiven man who God has made new and is continuing to make new in his image in that way. And it's evident. And I just, I'm, I'm proud of you because of uh, uh, the, who you are as a man that I've gotten to watch 
over the course of these last 17, you know, whatever years, you just, you haven't given up. You haven't thrown the towel in on being yeah. a man who, who becoming the man that God really has, has, has for you to be. And, um, there's, there's a call obviously on your life and it, it supersedes what you're doing on the platform when it comes to the sport. Although man, you've got a gift obviously that you've taken and you've worked your tail off to continue to refine and improve and make even better. And I mean, nobody will understand the sacrifice that you're putting in to, to do what you're doing, uh, except for some of the people in that same space with you. And even then you're, you're, you're on another level than that. Right. But, um, I, I just want to tell you, you got, you got somebody who's been rooting for you from that hit from freshman, sophomore year, and, and still has been in the space of praying for you and your family. And for, for what, what I see God's call is on your life, which is just so much bigger than obviously even the sport that you're, you're at the top of. Um, Thank you. but, uh, yeah. And, and man, with this, what you're five weeks, you're five weeks, four weeks away from five, five and a half weeks. Okay. Uh, you gotta, you got a whole new crew of people that are listening that maybe are meeting you for the first time on this podcast that are going to be in your corner praying for you as well. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty excited to watch and see. And, and again, no matter the, the, the outcome, I'm, I'm, I'm posting on my YouTube channel like every other day. So if you guys want to stay in the loop. Yeah. And, but... and it's phenomenal. It's like, it's, it's, there's a, obviously saturated content everywhere out there, but like if you're you you're, you're putting out some really good stuff from from all, obviously what you're what you're doing in the video yeah. to the actual quality of it. So that's I can't agree Thank more. You. And I'm and I'm gonna put here too all the stuff for people to get connected to you in the uh, in the details of the podcast from the from the description and stuff. But um, thanks for taking the time. Thanks for uh, your your raw honesty vulnerability. I think I think that's gonna. I think that in and of itself is going to make a bigger impact than you could ever realize. People seeing somebody's humility and willingness to go like, man, this is, uh, this is my journey and, uh, and I'm willing to continue to embrace it and walk it out and to be in who I was made to be. So uh, really, really appreciate it. And, and man, good luck. God bless Godspeed with uh, Olympia coming up. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. With everybody, everybody listening and watching, thanks for tuning in until next time. See you later.